I just want it to be known to everybody before we start that James has felt sincere about his transgressions at the end of last episode and took every precaution he could before this to ensure that it flowed smoothly. It would never happen again. I highly doubt that, but I hope it doesn't happen on this one. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, what's up, y'all? Rabbit Hole Sessions. Good to be back. Another episode. Tyler on demand right here. Jimmy over there. What's up, Jims? I'm good. How are you? Man? James Valdez. I think that's your legal government name. I've never name, heard right? someone call me Jims. Jims? You like that? I didn't even know where that came from. <laughs> I, I don't like it. Please don't do that again. Okay. Well, now you know what to call him in the comments, people. At Jimmy McMoney. You know what to write. J-I-M-S. And we also have a guest joining us today. A guest, a podcaster, new to the podcast space, but we're also going to find out more about that and his other ventures in life as we go through. But we've got Gabe Ritchie of the, what was your podcast name again? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bit of a name. The Richie and Mecco Connection. Richie and Mecco Connection. Yes, yes. Got it. So, uh, yes. So, welcome in. Thank you. How did the last episode end? Because I have to admit, I tuned out. And I told you earlier, I'm not the craziest Invincible fan, but I do plan. He did say this. I do plan on watching the next season. So, when you guys were like, oh, fuck it, we're, we're entering spoiler territory, I had to log out. Right. Oh, okay. So gotcha. I, I don't know. Hey, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened at the end of last uh, episode. And it's good we put the. Uh, first of all, thanks for listening. That's dope. Yeah. Look at yeah. That. yeah. For sure. Thank you for that. being a fan. That's awesome. Listen, Big people, fan. you're Big allowed fan. to listen and tell us so that you could end up on the show. Look at that. Right? There you go. But yeah, uh, I don't remember. Wait. What was your question? Oh yeah, yeah. It ended with James's audio cutting for about thirty minutes of some of the best content maybe we've ever spoken about. That's a lie. Okay, that's how it goes. let me talk about <laughs> what happened too. Let me defend on myself. On that episode, it was definitely the best segment. Absolutely. It was the best segment of the episode, but it was because my computer decided to stop recording and tell me that it didn't have enough space to extract it, or you know, when when you're done recording, how you have to send it to a different location. Instead okay. of mm-hmm. telling me after I recorded, it just stopped it in the middle. And said, uh, you don't have space, bro. So I fixed oh. it. Yeah, I got a hard drive plugged in right now. It's not going to happen again. Okay. Delete all that bullshit off your computer. Why is there so much space? That's the like, worst. I'm a videographer, bro. It's a bunch of videos. Google Drive. You have unlimited. Don't I do- am out of space on everything. <laughs> everything. I just got a new hard drive. That, a two terabyte hard drive. I feel like I got like five emails and still no space <laughs> left. How is that possible? <laughs> That's the worst. Uh, me and my friends in high school, we used to have like a YouTube channel where we talked about like anime and shit. Nice. And that would happen all the time where like our best content, we're having the best conversation ever. And then he's like, oh, I, w- I wasn't recording. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't have yeah. any I don't have any data left or whatever. Yep. It yep. always happened that way. Hey, so uh, did that YouTube era of your life is that what inspired you to start a podcast um I'll when was that no. how long ago was that you said all right so that was i probably started that channel with uh three of my friends probably in junior year of high school so like six years ago seven years ago mm. can't believe that was that long ago. yeah i yeah. know the gap. Uh, look mm-hmm. at that that was completely that was a different set of friends than uh my friend jeremiah who's my co-host on the richie and Meco connection Dope. We mainly talk about sports. We have great chemistry when it comes to sports and other stuff. But our podcast mainly uh, centers around, like right now, we're talking about the NBA playoffs. Mm. During football season, we'll talk about football. Uh, that was just like anime-based. Those were all my... Like, there's two halves of me. There's the sports junkie and then like the weeb. Yeah, That was <laughs> like the weeb, the weeb side. So that's what that YouTube channel was about. Perfect. Uh, and that wasn't an audio podcast. Or anything. Like, that was actually just like a YouTube channel where we would... 
similar to a podcast, but more just like anime reviews, live reactions, right. the typical stuff you see. Just like a YouTube or sorry, a podcast, but just worse audio and some visuals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what it is, man. YouTube show. I don't even know what to like a YouTube show, I guess, is what the name is. But those have their own lane of creation and of media. They've carved their own like distinction. So it's cool. It's cool to be part right. of a defining space. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting that you go from everybody has their own paths. Like, I was listening. Do you know Jesus and Mero? Yeah. They went on, a, I listened to Conan O'Brien's podcast, and they were oh. talking about how they started on, they started, like, on the internet, and now they have their own, like, Showtime show. Right. And Conan started on television, and now he's, like, doing podcasts. So right. it's like everybody's starting to do yeah. what they, where, the opposite of where they started. Media yeah, spaces are just blending right now. It's, There's it's, so much crossover. Right. Yeah, it's and so Jesus easy to. Went, but Jesus Samaro went the non, I guess now traditional route. The not like you, they went from online to TV show where everybody's going online now. That seems to be where the bread and right. butter is. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. more success, I think, since they've gone over there, haven't they? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm sure it does their uh, their paychecks. Wonders. That probably <laughs> speaks yeah. on on why. It's probably where it's at. Yeah, like why the internet was so popular and TV stations are probably just trying to capitalize off of that popularity. So their show is pretty oh. much the same thing as like their YouTube one, right? I yeah, actually I don't know I their earlier shows, but I'm sure it's got the same format. It's just them talking. Right. Right, yeah. Things are definitely changing. Um, you know, movie theaters are going out of business, it feels like, not just because of the pandemic. I feel like these streaming platforms, all these big films besides like Fast and the Furious and whatnot, they're going straight to like trash, Disney by the Plus, way. Netflix, and all. I will talk what, about Fast that. I disagree. Trash, by the way. I, I haven't watched it. I saw it for literally two minutes and I left the theater. I you paid it was to go out. see it. You paid. No, to go no. See it. I snuck in after going to see a different movie. But wow. it was just. It was. Oh. The, you the have no respect for the great. movie theater industry, wow. anyways. No, I do because I gonna... I paid to see a. Bull- Actually, it wasn't bullshit. I think it was called Birdcage. That movie was bad. <laughs> anyway, that movie was bad. I went into it thinking it was gonna be dope, but it was weird. Anyway, keep going. I've only uh. Sorry, now you got me off. I've only walked out of a movie once, and it was before the movie even started, and I guess I, it's a good thing I did. Like, X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, oh God. Oh, man. Me and my friends, sucks. we felt like we felt before the movie even started, like, this is going to be terrible. And we walked out, and we went and saw uh, <laughs> Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart and The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that was better. That was better. Significantly yeah, it's better. better. It's that was a much Oscar better winner, time. But... James, I, didn't, like, I don't know anything about the movie. I came in like... 20 minutes late, probably. I didn't, I don't know anything about the franchise, but it was one fucking scene. Uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, I don't care. But they were just in the middle of the forest, <laughs> trying to avoid the military or some shit, looking for some shit. Fucking Masande from Game of Thrones is there, right? And she's helping them look for stuff. And then, first of all, homie just has a pump action shotgun and a white t shirt against the military. Yeah. It's got two shots, James. That mm-hmm. is, and they're shooting machine guns. No, the worst, the worst fucking part was Tyrese. I don't know what his name is in the, in the film, but he just starts running. He's in front of a Jeep, not going sideways, running straight, and they're shooting at him. Somehow never gets shot. And they, I know it's movies. You're supposed to suspend disbelief and all that shit. But this was yeah, egregious. But th- this was egregious. Like, it's like they didn't even care. They didn't okay. even care. Yeah. Well, you're jumping No, no, in. that wasn't even the worst part. That wasn't the worst part. Wait, what am I, I jumping I, in I'm from? sure that there are worse parts than that in your ideas, in your sense. But you're I, you're, in. It's going to be yours, too. No, your you're, sense, you're your dollars, in your everything. On the ninth 
movie in this it franchise. It doesn't matter. It's been ramping up to this for it a while. Matter, so if you if you sure, watched dude. it as you went along, you would be one of the fans that's like, it doesn't right, matter. This is just Fast and the Furious. No, it, do- it does I'll matter. You it it does, does matter. I'll tell you why it doesn't. I'll tell you why it doesn't because I had the same experience with the Marvel movies that I've been invested in since the beginning. And I honestly, very similar problems to this one scene that I had in Fast and Furious, which I think is more of a testament to these franchises trying to sell you on the moment that they undersell you on the content. And it pisses me off. We've invested in for you sure. for years. We care about this. I think but I'm not. I, I think I'm in a rare opinion on the on the Marvel movie though, from yeah. what I've heard. Wait, wait, but when I feel you, that way. I'm still confused on what you mean by you were disappointed by which Marvel movie? Which one? In specific the the last about? one, Endgame. Endgame. You were disappointed by yeah. Endgame. Oh, oh really? Why? I would need to go back and watch to have them a clear list of uh, things. Yeah. But I, for one, I thought it took way too long for things to happen, and I thought the things that were building up the things to happen were just annoying. And I was like, what's going on? And then by the dude, I vividly remember sitting in there. Like two hours in and thinking, I was still waiting for that moment where it all like clicks for me. Like, oh, this is why I'm here to watch Endgame. And I was two hours into a three hour movie. I'm like, mm. okay, is, is it coming soon? I guess. The la- now, don't get me wrong. Last like 45 minutes. Really good. Really fucking good. Great movie. Uh, the two hours, 15 before that. It just felt like I was being led along to the watering hole that was never there. James, I, I think thirsty. all of that was to build for the next phase. Like the whole five so years gonna, later. I don't that. like that. Yeah, here's my problem. That's worse. Here, that's here's worse. Here's my problem with Marvel. You can't. All these, all this build up. It's like I'll never go and rewatch Doctor Strange or something because it's just mm. all it feels like is something smaller, a part of something bigger. Yes. Where, you know, in when I I'll see these movies once in the theater and really enjoy them, and they just completely leave my mind after that. Yeah. Where like the Tobey Maguire Spider Mans. If it's on TNT or something someday, I'll rewatch it. That's a good point. But yeah, that's my problem with Marvel. Mm. Uh, so it's and like, I agree. Endgame, Endgame definitely wasn't as good as, in my opinion, Infinity War. Infinity agreed. War was like, oh shit. Like, agreed. As a movie, Infinity War was better. Yeah. Big but, agree. Yeah, one of the best superhero movies for me. I agree with that. Definitely like top three or whatever. Oh, but, I yeah. agree with that. I I have no problem with them trying to build a future off of the franchise because I care I like the characters, I like the actors in each of it. I'm going to see the flashy stuff. I really don't care about the time travel plot. That's why I didn't that when they were like bad. we're not going to get too deep into the nitty-gritty. I was like, yeah, don't. Just I was okay with what, that. Just, that was like around. funny. Yeah. I like the Captain America stuff. The Captain America movies are probably Tony's, the best. Oh, ones. no, no, no. That Tony when Tony Stark like saw his dad, I, that was he, that yeah, was deep. I never really rewatched it. That's about it, though. Yeah, I, I that agree was with a big scene on, mm-hmm. on all this. But James, the problem I have with that is now you've wasted the moment to set up future moments, which is I understand the like the strategy, but I feel like you can enrich the moment while still setting up future ones, and they, I feel like I, they did not enrich it. But you accept that mm-hmm. they had points, right? So the the Tony Stark with his dad, right? Did you think the Captain America grabbing the hammer was dope? No, I actually really didn't like that. What? I, I actually so, was not so a confused. fan of that at all. What? I really cause, so No, James, because they didn't set that up or build that up at all. I'm a fan of him like they did, doing though. it. And they it, did, no, though. they didn't. And in the yeah. comics, I'm a fan of that. But and like that, there's, there's that storyline. But it, I was just like, no. If this, you watch this in the, the wrong second movie, it. It, it's what set happened? up in the second movie. They have a whole what scene where each of them are trying to move the hammer, and he's yeah, the only one to slightly move it. So take it, take it like this. But that's that's. Okay, if sorry, you're a real fan, you knew it would Bullshit, it would build bro. up to that. And plus, Bullshit. Thor's whole but thing it was didn't like build the up. It did, there was no build. There was a drop, and then there was the ocean. Yeah. 
There was yeah, nothing. There was no puddle. Boom, boom. There was no lake. You know, no. he's like the most pure guy. He's like the I yeah, I know. And Thor's it just it was too what, easy. Worthy. It's too easy. It was too, that was actually what the problem I think I had with most. And I don't know how this turned into an end game review like Facts. a year later. But, but it's, it's going right. deeper into that because it's talking about like fan service versus content. That's like, what I'm all saying. These Marvel I just, movies. It's too easy. Mm. And I, I like what Gabe yeah. just said about the individual ones. Like they're more important as part of the whole than they are individually. So like you said, the Doctor Strange one, I'm not going to go back because it was more part of the universe rather than the individual planet I want to land on, you know? So I don't want to... There's a couple. Obviously, you have, like, your Iron Man 1, right? You have uh, Captain right. America... One of the Captain Americas. I don't know which one you rank the highest, but you have to put at least one. The first yeah. Avengers. Like, all those are staples, right? So I, I'm cool with that. It's just the culmination didn't wasn't it for me. But that's... You know, sometimes you have to realize that the journey sometimes is better. So I do appreciate the journey getting there. It's just I felt like they kind of left me behind. I was like, damn, the rapture. And here I'm still here on Earth. <laughs> Damn. Exact same thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's move on. I'll let y'all have y'all's opinions on that. That's fair. That's wait, fair. wait. What oh, you no, no. If valid. you have more, let's keep going. No, no, no. I, no, yeah. no, no. I think we just we see it differently. That's it. I feel you. Well, the last thing on the Fast and the Furious was the actual scene that made me mad was when he it was right after when he jumped away from that Jeep and he was just laying down in the leaves and... 20 guys are running into this enclosed, trapped building that he's in. There's no room to run anywhere. And there's like three different levels, and guys are coming from all sides. And it's just him laying down right there, one of those two pump shotguns next to him. And it's like four to five seconds of him breathing really slow, and they like slow it. It's like, oh, and they slow everything down. And then he just gets up and goes, ah, chick-a-pow, chick-a-pow, chick And takes out 30 guys, dude, with a two-thing shotgun. And he's wearing just it's a fucking vest, and he's being shot at with machine guns. Yeah, you can't treat Fast and the Furious. It's crazy. And a lot of times with Marvel, too, you can't treat them. Like, I don't treat uh, them like movies. I treat them like it's an amusement park ride. Oh, You're sort of just there for, like, the theatrical stuff. Just like everybody loved Avatar. Yeah. I heard this recently. Yeah. Everybody loved Avatar, the blue people, not the last Airbender. Yeah, yeah, But nobody remembers anything that really happened in that movie. Facts. And it's because it's just like, it's an event. It's not... It was a spectacle. That's yeah. what, uh, what's his face? Martin Scorsese, Scorsese said he that, got, yeah. He got shit. Yeah, he got shit for like calling it not real cinema. Something oh. else he said there, was... There was a point to that. Yeah, no, and um, people it's only lame, shit like on it because, because, you know, the fan bases are strong. They're going to be... Yeah. Super uh, right. defensive whenever something gets thrown at them. But if you're not able to critique <laughs> Yeah, you see movie, how I just got? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if you're not allowed to critique a movie, then how are, how are they ever going to be recognized as anything better than what they are? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to be able to point out the flaws in them and accept them. Um, so like right. Marvel fans, you just have to accept. Fast and Furious fans all have to accept. The movies are just, they're shit. <laughs> but for show. But they're not shit. But, but I guess not the problem is... Show. <laughs> seven was pretty good, though. The problem is they're not shit. They haven't always been shit. They become I shit. I like Seven. I think that's probably the issue, is we support the greatness in the beginning, and then it becomes shit. But I, I know what you're saying. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. Okay, Gabe, so about starting your podcast, because that's definitely what um, okay. I want to talk to you about, just because this is your new yeah. media venture, your new creative space that you're entering, and... I know. So you mentioned the YouTube shows. Was answers one of my earlier questions, which I was going to ask if this was your first kind of creative venture. But is this your mm-hmm. first of this scale or of this magnitude? I don't know how long you did the YouTube show. Yeah. So me and my friends, we had the YouTube show well in high school, and then into like maybe my freshman year at Suffolk. Right. 
And then we got our channel deleted on some bullshit. And <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> we just lost the passion. Like, we had, we racked up, like, 2,000-something subs. Oh, that's like pretty like, good. Oh, it was like, so much work. Yeah. And then I just, it was, it was centered around anime. And I just lost the passion to, like, watch the new anime that come out. And I'm mm. like, I'm not going to watch everything that comes out mm. just because it's new and just because it will get views. Right. I really just want to watch like the stuff that I respect and the stuff that I like. Mm. And then, yeah, my friend, my friend Jeremiah from high school, we liked podcasts, in my opinion, very early on, or at least like we would get made fun of in like, (laughs) I don't know, 2015, 2014 for listening to Bill Simmons, like the sports podcast and all that. Right. And people were like, what are you listening to? Right. Like they just, just like all you would listen to in your headphones is a YouTube video or or uh, music. Right. It's like, if there's no visual, why would you listen to it? So we've, and then when I get older, like I see you guys have a podcast. I see a lot of other people. It's much easier. No discredit to you guys, but like, <laughs> it's hard. It's not as hard as I thought. No, it's to, like, not. Make a podcast. If you really put the work in and you have a passion about it. That is you know the thing I mean? is accepting that there is work, but once you, I mean, like in most things, once you accept the work of the process, the process, you just, that's what it becomes. It doesn't seem hard. Exactly. It just seems like something you have to do. It's not like, oh, I have to go find out a producer. No, let me learn these, yes. these skills myself. That's what I mean. Let me you realize know? what being a producer means. Because how do you know what to look for if you have no idea what the concept of it is? And the best way to figure exactly. that out for yourself is to do it yourself. I've noticed. All the mm-hmm. t- tools are democratized. You could do it. You can mm. do anything yourself, though. There's so many programs yes. and stuff. Absolutely. Which means you get to actually capitalize on what is your real proprietary, you know, your proprietary shit, which is your ideas and your brain, how your mind works, how your experience is. If we all got the same tools and it's just my brain against yours, whew, I like those odds, right? Like, I like that <laughs> matchup. I like that matchup. Right. And all that takes mm-hmm. is just time. And it, it, for me, it's helped me realize that, at least now where we're at in podcasting and music, James, I've, I'm sure you feel that with this way about film. I've heard you speak on ways that make me think that but i don't feel like it's a matter of skill anymore i just feel like it's a matter of time i have the skills and not only if i'm not at the level i need to be at yet i have the tools to get there so it's just a matter of going through the process like we just talked about and then getting there which is good if that is a let me tell you it took a while to get there but that is a very nagging bug in the back of your mind from the moment you decide to want to start doing something especially something that goes out to people so exactly. you just got to get through it, I think. Have you experienced anything it, like that so far? You, you said that you said something similar to me when we like announced, like me and my friend, that we announced we were starting a podcast. Mm. And it really like I, what I took from what, that was I just got to get reps right now mm. and understand, not worry about it being perfect and just get it out there. And just each episode, you know, you'll get your you'll start speaking smoother. You'll they, there'll be less bumps in the road when it comes to production. Mm hmm. Just all that stuff is something I keep in mind when uh, when producing and recording. And you guys are how many episodes in now? Seven or eight? Yeah, we're seven. Gotcha. Every uh, every Monday morning it should be out. We record on Sunday nights yes. after like the the week's games, uh, especially during the playoffs. Right. Nice. The consistency. Yes. Yeah. That's good, good schedule is good. Just once a week. On, on yeah. Track. Yeah, James and I, like, we go in and out of having a steady <laughs> schedule, and sometimes it gets, but, you know, we try our best <laughs> to get once a week. So it matches we the vibe right. of the podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Since we've pretty much given up on at least it's this. Ever- go, go, go. You go. guys are evergreen. You guys are evergreen, so it really doesn't <laughs> matter. You can put it out whenever. 
whenever. What does evergreen you know? mean? Like, oh, well, the stuff you guys talk about, like ah, legal, legalizing see. all drugs or right. the existence of man, all the deep shit you guys talk about. <laughs> oh, <shit>. stuff, <laughs> Someone <laughs> thinks it's deep. Oh, yes. I thought we were just <laughs> idiots. <laughs> okay. just, we thought we were in the kiddie pool just flashing around. Yeah, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> that stuff will be relevant tomorrow. That stuff will be relevant in five years mm. where me and Jeremiah talking about game five of the Western Conference Finals or right. something, that's just not going to be relevant after game six and you seven. You have to be timely. You, know? you have to be on it. Right, exactly. Mm. It's interesting how even within the space of podcasting, like that subtle difference, not even subtle, that difference between a podcast behind the scenes type of shit changes everything about the podcast. Like that is a key structure. And mm -hmm. it's funny how the content relates to the structural parts of it, like thematically, you know, and it's just right. cool. I like that. Like this creative process, man, when you're involved in all parts of it, you get to curate and see how each part is connected. And I feel like that's dope. And I like being part yeah. of that. And you're building skills in all, on all facets. And yeah, you guys are evergreen. And that, that's, a, that's something we're going to try to tackle during the NBA offseason before mm -hmm. the NFL season starts. There's a lot of stuff like we're planning, a lot of evergreen lists and things that we're going to talk about, like, you know, top 10 games of all time, stuff oh, that nice. will be relevant, stuff that people can go back to if they haven't heard the podcast in a couple months. Yes. I, I have a and question. Go, uh, go, go. So yeah, because it's a sports podcast specifically, right? Mm -hmm. Do you try to limit how much of your like personal opinions mm -hmm. and values get invested into it? Like, are you trying to be more analytical about the sport that's, itself? Or? So that's my thing. So my co-host here, for example, my co-host is a ma massive Kevin Durant fan. We're Celtics fans. We're from Boston. For the, mo right. for the most part, we're Celtics fans. Um, I never try... If anything, that made me like critique the Celtics even harder. Mm. I'm not, I don't let right. bias get in the way. And the way he feels about Kevin Durant, where he like worships him, <laughs> I really don't feel like... I don't feel that way about any basketball player right now. So mm. that stuff doesn't really get in the way. Um, we completely try to get, we'll address our bias, yeah. you know, I'll right. be like, oh yeah, Trey Young's really good. I hate the flopping shit, all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go on there and be like, Trey Young sucks. I'm just like, this is great. This, this is great. This, yeah. great, this is great. He's that would fantastic. just be bad. Yeah. That would just be bad right. reporting. He's fantastic, but this is bullshit. I mean, you see guys in the media. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in the real sports media, they skip will hold grudges against players that was my thing with um, Paul Pierce when he was the like, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, he uh, got now. doing now. His <laughs> new ventures now. And Paul Pierce is one of my favorite Catch players on IG of all Live. time. Yeah, same, actually. Right, exactly. But he, you could tell he held a grudge against, like, the Heat teams and LeBron and all yeah. that. He would always take minor digs at LeBron, who I'm not a big, you know, I, I love LeBron's game. I respect him as a player. Right. I have him very high up on my all-time list. I'm not a big LeBron fan, but... And I'm a big Pierce fan, but I could see this guy's being completely biased. Is clouding his view. Yeah, he lost his credibility. Mm. That is an interesting aspect of bringing previous players into the analytic part, especially the ones that had battles with people that you're going to be talking about. Yeah, because so it recently, could be that. Yeah, it could be that, mm -hmm. and it could be just because I understand. I mean, I don't know. I understand in basketball, like while he's playing, having a grudge and maybe feeling these ways and shit. Maybe I don't understand as much once he's retired, but it makes sense that he has that personal connection, right? So he's going to feel these feelings, good or bad. It's when people who have never played with, 
never mm-hmm. met these people, don't know these people's lives at all that do it. James, you just brought up Skip. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you're actually <laughs> just fake. Like, you're actually just, yeah. like, clown actor. And they're stubborn, and it's it's borderline, like, WWE shit, where it's like, <laughs> oh, they're, playing, shit. Wow. they're playing a character That's on true. TV. Yeah. Where Max Kellerman, uh, who has Skip's old uh, job. Yeah, shout out Maxie. He, he, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tom Brady. He said Tom Brady was done like seven years ago. And he <laughs> seven changed. years. He. I'm not even exactly. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure it was real. like the 2015 season, uh, 2014 season. Yeah. He stands by the take, where sometimes you just have to admit you're wrong. Yeah. You know, mm. there's no problem with that. But these guys think they're gonna get destroyed. Like some trolls on social media, they're gonna destroy you either way. So you just got. Right. I think if you're just honest and you keep it real those thoughts. are my favorite types of guys in media i'm trying to think of, of the guys in sports media that we love do they do that do they go back and say when they're wrong like who are some guys you do like well because i agree earlier, with you. Bill, bill simmons uh who used to work for espn right kind of falling out he i feel like he keeps it pretty real and his co-host on the basketball stuff like they do stuff weekly too much like me and jeremiah right we you could even say we adapted some of our stuff off them. Mm. Uh, Ryan Rosillo, who's also from the Boston area, similar to us, where he's from over here, but he we, he talks about the whole league and he is zero biased. Nice, yeah, that's good. Where, yeah, he he'll admit when he's wrong, mm. and that's something you have to do. Like they'll be like, we were wrong about Trey Young, where we thought he wasn't going to make the playoffs or he wasn't going to get this far in right. the, in the uh, to the conference finals. Yeah, that, that's an example. Uh, I'm trying to think. Nothing really comes off the top of the head. I feel like the TNT guys. Oh, I love the like TNT Shaq, guys. Shaq, Kenny, and all <laughs> them. Like, love I feel them. like they keep it pretty real. Yeah. Barkley. What the best thing the about realist. them is Barkley. Kenny. First of all, Kenny's like a freaking basketball genius. I feel like that goes unnoticed. Like he's genius. Really, he's good. He he's good. good. No, I like man. He's, he's got good energy. Yeah. Good. You're right. He's very. He keep, they're very smart on that show. They are. And then Chuck, Chuck, like I say, he's not afraid to be wrong. Yeah, that's and true. And he says when he is. I don't, and I don't think he's, like I said, other, everybody else is playing a character. I think he actually is a character. Right, just in life. <laughs> he's a, it just carries over. a funny guy. <laughs> I think that's true. Right. Mm. I, yeah. I, yeah, fuck, I just lost my point. Shit. Did Shaq oh, ever James, say sorry for what he was saying about uh, Donovan Mitchell? Or did he? Well, he said, that's my thing. I'm not sure he might have. That was weird. Yeah, that was super weird. What, what did he say? A while ago, he was ah, like uh, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> that was so awkward. To to Donovan Mitchell to his face over like in the post game. Yeah, post game. He was like, you know what? I don't think you're a player that could lead your franchise. I don't think you have. Oh, that's right. I did see this, and, and he was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he like shit on right. every other team. He went on a rampage. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Shaq's a Shaq's a funny one. Sometimes he's a big lovable giant. Other times he's like this this fucking needle. He's very stack. sensitive too. Why? He's very sensitive. But why? It's weird. Like Chuck, Chuck will point poke fun at him, and then it's like, oh, how many championships do you got? Immediately, <laughs> right, I'm Shaq. Immediately, I'm Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. We know you're. We yeah. know you're like top ten all time, but like. Yeah. Don't get sensitive <laughs> if I disagree with your take on whoever. Yeah, Shaq's top four uh, replies to Barkley are always, no, stop it, nah, rings. <laughs> right? It's always yeah. like those are just the four answers. I remember mm-hmm. what I was going to say, but it was kind of what you were talking about, which the people you like are people that keep it real, right? And I'm thinking if you just make honesty your consistent basis, it doesn't really matter what you say. Like it's just 
I mean, it matters what you say, but it's what you feel in the moment. So people like, they're not going to say, oh, you said this one time. So that means you have to mean this forever. It's like, no, exactly. I feel how I feel when I get more information, when I'm proven wrong, when I'm proven right, you're going to hear me say it. Yeah. I feel like that's fair. And also, yeah. And when it comes to being right or wrong about a player, sometimes you were right in the moment. Yeah. True. Like if you say like the Ben Simmons thing, here's what I heard the other day, like uh, somebody else said this. Let's say, because Twitter will come after, oh, where where were the haters? Like, Paul George had, he's has the choke artist title, but then he has yeah. a great game, an elimination game the other night. Oh, where are you Paul George haters? Right. He was a choke artist. He was. They're yeah. still there. They're the just case. waiting. They're just waiting for right. the next time. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we know he's doing it again. <laughs> exactly. You saw this Ben Simmons mess this year, yeah. and everybody's killing Ben Simmons. Let's say Ben Simmons has a great game in the playoffs next year. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Like, where are the Ben Simmons haters? No, it's justified, you know? Exactly. Just if you're standing by what you believe in in the moment, based on what you're seeing, I don't really think people can hold that to you for too long, especially right. if you just don't admit that it's post. changed. Yeah. yeah. Let the goalposts move themselves, because if they're meant mm-hmm. to, then they will. What's and the then point you just of go with it. having an opinion if you're worried if it's right or wrong? <laughs> Right, like what the hell? What's the point of thinking right now if I'm worried that it's the future what judges it? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if every Mm -hmm. single moment in the present is held to what they're going to think 20 years in the future, you think of cancel culture and shit like that. Like there are times where, you know, I'm trying to word what I say on the podcast properly because it's in 10 years, someone could have a big problem with that. And if you have I, to edit it out. Uh, oh, like, yes. I've had, oh, I've yes, had sir. Like oh. I've had moments like that. I've had moments like that already. It's like, several. it's like the people who know me know I don't right. think this way and know I'm not like a bigot or anything. By the way, I don't say anything. Yeah, I don't say anything wild. Right. But just in case someone takes this out of context, which is something that happens to podcasters where you'll say something on a podcast and then they'll write it down, yep. put quotations around it in an article. And two destroyed. sentences of an hour-long podcast, which isn't that bullshit? The medium that was created to provide context, they're still taking out of context. How yeah, are you going to take an hour-long session of me talking out of context? You have an hour. You heard the full context of that. Damn. Right. That is a shame, man. And that's like, you know, that's something that I don't want to happen. And I because I, I feel like you then your creations are beholden totally to others' opinions, which they're, exactly. they're going to involve them naturally when you create things. Whether yeah. you do keep it to yourself or show it to others, your interactions with the world and life and all those things you experience are going to feed into what you create. And But it shouldn't be beholden to any one of them. I don't think it should be totally beholden to you, totally beholden to them, totally beholden to whatever ethereal third parties. I think it's a mixture. The source of creation, I think, comes from all those things. And it's up to you to interpret it. But I don't think it's beholden to anybody. And I don't think it's fair mm. for them to feel like they're entitled to that. I feel like, like um, this is our creation. Yeah. Podcast, be- because it's just talking, <laughs> is one of the the easiest things to take out of context. Like an artist makes a painting. Interesting. You could look at the painting, and ev- of course, everyone's going to interpret it the same way every art, music, it, yeah. film. It's all going to be interpreted different ways from everyone. But um, when it's a podcast, that's the art. The words are the art. So they yes. could take those, and it's the easiest to misconstrue. And you're meant to take it literally, unless it's like some murder mystery, like story yeah. podcast or whatever. You're meant to take those words literally. So there's no poetic shield you can hide behind. There's no saying, oh, no, rap genius got it wrong. I meant yeah. something else by that line, right? <laughs> yeah. 
There are things I definitely think about in the future. I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I need an explanation ready for that. Just in case Rap Genius takes that out of context. So, Oh, yeah, you're everybody, a rapper, I got too. the source. I, I kind of forget. Bro, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> shout out to ETA Sundress season dropping tomorrow. It's June 30th. No, it drops on Friday. Sorry, July 2nd. Go follow that. Go get that. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Just to remind James I'm a rapper because he forgot, apparently. After filming entire music videos for me, he forgets that I rap. Yeah, what a time. That was a time, man. Respect my pen. (laughs) (laughs) Respect my pen, dude. (laughs) And we've been doing so much visual stuff that I forgot you write, too, you know? Uh, I'm an actor. I'm a thespian in your eyes. Exactly, exactly. Bro, I am. I am meant for the theater. You're like Childish Gambino. Maybe. I could do some shit like that. Childish Gambino definitely inspired me back in the day. I remember watching a, and I can't remember the YouTuber's name, which is a shame, but it was a um, video about Childish Gambino. It was one of those like artistic dissecting videos, which shout out to y'all mm-hmm. that do that on YouTube. There's a lot that are just kind of bullshit, but y'all really create Thanks. the context for a lot of art that they I do a lot take, of research, especially manga. Bro, so much. Like, you yeah. know how much time it takes to put together a 15-minute video on an artist? A lot. And it doesn't matter what it's about. Like, you have to do a lot, especially if you're going intricate and shit. Well, Gabe, but I remember- that's, that's like one of the things. Since you go. had that YouTube on the anime. Um, oh, nice. Go. Is That's kind of one of the things that you didn't want, right? To be so absorbed by the culture where you have to accept all the, like, bad sides of it, right? Like, Wait, what? The quirkier, right, just to, like say, that- just to stay consistent. Like, let me put out a weekly video on this anime that... Oh, we got you. Got to watch this new episode. Like we have to keep one out. It's like no, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Right, I don't want to watch it. I, I, I got old enough where it's like I have so much shit to do. I'm not gonna just watch literally every anime that yeah. comes out. This season. <laughs> yeah, but there, there are people that do. There are people that do, and <laughs> for sure, God bless them. No, there yeah. is a time where you right, can waste exactly. it on those silly animes. Not anymore. It's just exactly. you don't have time for frivolous. Surprise me, and let's see what we got. That just don't work. Right. Yeah, I feel that. Wait, James, what did you mean? Like the weird shit? What were you talking about? The bad parts of anime, the the bad animes. Oh, oh, just like literally yeah. bad quality. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right. What did you think? We would it? never get in. We. I don't know. That's what I was asking. I thought oh, there was okay. some like dark undertones you were referring to. I was oh. like, oh, well, yeah. Dude, what, what I are guess we talking? They, about? they are. I'm sure you got that. You just some you weird got the fucking of anime. It's I mean, the schoolgirl shit. Is tentacle always weird. shit. The... the tentacle shit's always weird. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Game's yeah, like, yeah, this is my shit. No, it's not. It's not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, we would never touch stuff like that. Yeah. We right. would go into something if we thought Talk it about could the culture be good. of it. Yeah, yeah. I but if it mean. wasn't good, like, I'd want to get out of there. Right. You can't when it's when it's your job to yeah to talk about it. Which, by the way, YouTube big job. Like, if you do it right and you get enough people supporting you, big job. And so it's pressure to you know support to please a community. Of people, I think about the guys that do the manga and anime breakdowns that I watch, and they're not huge, huge, huge YouTubers, but enough that they can do it for a living. And that's a lot of people that you have to not adhere to, but consider. And I'm sure there's wholesome ways that they do it because it's like, thank you, you're supporting right. me. But at the same time, you're supporting me. So, I mean, the support team's got to stay strong. How do I build up that foundation some more? But I respect right. it. Like I said, thank you all for doing it. It enriches my art experience. It makes my uh, poop experience much better. That's true as well. <laughs> James, thank you. <laughs> you might have to explain that for the people. What do I you watch mean? I watch anime videos while I poop. Exclusively. Yeah, only anime videos. Only. Yeah, it's got a playlist. Of... Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, Gabe, what are your favorite animes then since we're here? Let's let's go into this part of the conversation. Uh, you do this? Let's do it, it, man. We're doing it. Man. We go we weave in, bro. We weave around here. We don't got structure. We weave in. Yeah, so 
All right. Well, first of all, the best anime I've ever seen probably is something a lot of people haven't heard of. Oh. Um, yeah. And it's I called. Like that. It's from, it. It ran from like '88 to '97, and it's called Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Legend of. And it's the, like. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Yeah, it's very like political and military based. Oh. And. It's just the deepest thing I've ever watched. Like, it's so far above everything else I've ever watched, anime or not. Right. Just the amount of stuff I learned and the amount of stuff you'll see that happens in politics today where it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing this because of this. It's, it, it just really, it was like taking a history course. Does it have a manga? That, no, it's, it, was a, it was a novel. Oh, uh, like a light novel? In like the 70s, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so you finish it, you finish it and you feel like, it really happened. Like you feel like that stuff oh, really happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even though it takes place in the future, there's like, it feels like it's something from the past. It feels like you're actually Whoa. looking through a history book. It's weird. Whoa, oh, that is dope. Yeah. That sounds like yo. That's a nice place. Yeah. I mean, I'll check it out. Yeah, man. I'm I sold. Hope. I got the tab open. I'm, I'm yeah. That shit. And the first two episodes are like your typical like space battle. Right. But then after that, it gets really good. It gets the um, intellectual shit. That's what you're saying, right? Like the strategy, the military stuff. Right. Okay, gotcha. And, and then after that, like that's above everything else. But after that, like uh, JoJo, One Piece, Hunter <laughs> Hunter, all those are yeah. kind of floating around. Those are all like floating around the two spot, three, right. four. Um, yeah, those are all great. And it's take a while to read and watch. What do you enjoy, enjoy most uh, out of anime then? Is it the fight scenes, mm. the animation itself, or is it the, the world that they build? I really like the storytelling yes. and just the character development and all that that I don't see as much in Western media. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a few shows like I'm I'm actually shoot me, but I'm watching Breaking Bad for the first time right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's and good. Should have been shocked see, for not watching it earlier. <laughs> yeah, so right. you're good now. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm watching Breaking Bad and The Sopranos at the same time, like hand in hand. Like it, once I get bored oh, with wow. one binge watch, I I watch the next. Um, the main characters of those shows are the only shows where I've really seen like the character development of like I don't know if any of you have read Berserk like Guts mm. like yeah. the main character of mm. Berserk that is just next level stuff where they yeah. really s- take time and I think it's because like you said it's about time and when they're writing a manga like the mangakas the manga authors yep have you looked at their schedule? Do it's you see like unhealthy? Unhel- they don't it's sleep. Disgusting, they right? sleep like four hours a day and they eat like once and then they're working for 18 hours or some crazy number like that. So like- with Oda with One Piece, it's like all you hear about him is how unhealthily his life is because he has these strict deadlines that he has to meet for the most popular manga ever. Wow. Yeah, he's like LeBron with like the whoa, his body of work, yeah, you know, like how true. he every week it's out. That's where true. Hunter Hunter, it's like, oh my, I'm going to go on hiatus for another two years. Right. And other stuff. <laughs> He's not going to see yeah. me forever. Nah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Oda's putting out this work, and it's the quality of work, too. It's not like stick figures. Yeah. Oh, my you know? God. Like, the it's art is really amazing. great art. So they're, I mean. Um, same with the JoJo creator, who's yes. only, like, monthly, where Oda, I believe, is weekly. Yep. But um, They're completely breaks, investing yeah, themselves in the world. They're just, like, drowning in that it's, world. They don't even live in real life, man. I, yeah. Like I think about that's that. That's crazy. Imagine going to a press conference where it's like, okay, but I'm thinking about Luffy having to fight Kaido and what's he going to do, blah, blah, blah. Like, how can you answer questions thinking about the most intricate storyline possibly to have existed in manga? Not like 
in like the really good ones. I just mean in terms of popularity and like length of time and shit like that. And Are you like, talking about One Piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just mean in terms of like the world and all that shit. But um, I'm not saying it's one of the greatest of all time. I definitely like it. It's it one is. of my favorite. Yeah, it yeah. Is. No, it definitely Serialization is. Serialization like, is. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, the world building in One Piece. That's all is time. So, and I think we talked about this briefly like a couple weeks ago. Right. The world building in One Piece is insane. Mm. Like, mm. One Piece is the only anime or one of the only animes where it's like, all right, there, there's something going on on the current island with the Straw Hats, but then you know something's going on somewhere else. Yes. Of major significance. Yes. That's not side character bullshit. It's like, this is going to affect the entire world. Oh, man. And it, it, it's just so vast. And the lore is not only so vast in the present, the James. Lore. You know I love lore. Not only in the I present, know. but the, <laughs> the, the past and how it reaches. And I love, I love stories that the past catches up as you go, as you move through the present, and as you're going to through to the future, and like all the timelines again, kind of like blend to become one. There's a right. game called Horizon Zero Dawn. I made oh, about it on this podcast I just before. finished that game. I just you played it. it. You yeah, played it. Oh shit, dude, that's one of my favorite games of all time now. But that's like the same type of shit. You live in a futuristic world, but you are these like tribal kind of people, but the, you're learning about the past from these fu- that lived in our time currently. It's just like it's just crazy. There's so many things going on at once, and that you're just kind of living this whole ethereal world, but you still have to live in your present moment, right? And so I feel like that with One Piece. At the same time, there's constantly just this ethereal mass around you, but you still have to right. focus in what you're doing right now. Mm. And it's you have to go so far for him. Like it's not like he's one shotting these villains he come acro- he comes oh, across like not. Yeah, y- you know, but. It's not like they're coming at such a convenient time for him either, mm. where he show Luffy, people who don't know anything about One Piece. Yeah, sorry, I know. Unless it's I just be... tune them completely off. <laughs> Y'all skip. Y'all skip this or something. Yeah, because this they, I'm uh, interested. He shows up in Marineford, and he's no match for the admirals right. or, and all like the big monsters who are there. Where, like in DBZ or like Naruto and these other animes, it's like it's perfect timing. Like, oh, oh this, the strongest villain we've ever encountered just showed up, but that's okay because I'm super strong right now too. Right, yeah. I just trained it, a lot. Where it's like, yeah, One Piece. And I, I said this to you: the world doesn't form around the main characters; it's already there, and they mm-hmm. have to get through it. Where, you know, a DBZ and shows like that, most shows, I'd say, yeah, the world forms around the main characters. Yes, mostly I DBZ. What, I feel like because that's like the the skeleton that all these animes kind of started building off of. So it's uh, it's kind of DBZ's fault for that because they they power scale yeah. Goku so much. But uh, what I I think also to what Gabe was just saying, and I think I had also said this to you when we were talking about it, but. The fact that the world itself isn't focused around the strength of the main character. It is in terms of he needs to get stronger to keep going, but that's because the world demands it, not because it focuses on it. If he wants to go anywhere and reach the true key of the story, which is adventure, you just have to be strong. So that naturally comes as part of the story and of progression. As you physically grow, you're mentally growing, you're emotionally growing, like he gains all these crewmates and shit. So I'm like, oh, I really like that because it constantly gives you multiple progression points to mark how the character's doing. And then it gives you such a cast of characters that are also all doing the same thing. It goes back to that world building. It goes back yeah. to feeling like this world is about, sorry, the story's about the world, not about the character, mm-hmm. which right. is cool. And the present, yeah, present and past. Yeah. And then still the characters are so compelling. Like you still attach yes. to individual characters and shit. There was, they just did the first ever worldwide popularity ranking for One Piece. They usually only do it in Japan. 
this past year they opened up to all areas of the world and people yeah. voted for like their top what 100 i don't remember how many it was but top 100 <laughs> characters i think in one piece in every continent do you know so the, people are attached. Do you know the results? Yeah, it's a monster. It, it, I don't know, James. It's a lot. Do you really want to go up, through? I'll look yeah. it up. I'll look it up. But you, James, James, you don't know that much about One Piece. I want to like, know top ten. You don't know. I want to know top ten. It's going to be characters you're not going to know. Like you're going to start from the beginning and be like, oh, there's a rabbit in this. When? So the number That's one was like, a rabbit. Right. No, at some point, I don't know if you saw it, Gabe, but there was big controversy. And this is super weeb shit. But there was big controversy about Carrot being in the top ten. In I forgot which area of the world. Yeah, was she really like high? I I think it was like top five. Oh, is it because she's like? Is it like that furry? It might be some furry shit. (laughs) She's a female bunny, bro. She's sexy, but she's a fucking rabbit. So it's like (laughs) dark side of anime. That's that's what you were talking about. That is that is one. Mm. Does furry culture though come out of anime? I I feel like that's its own independent thing. It's its own thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's different, especially in the West. But it's it's there in anime a little bit. What is what are you holding? What this, is that? this is the culture. That, that culture, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I do remember um I think it's all gas, no brakes. You guys know who that is? On YouTube. Some I don't know. No, I don't know sorry. what he's on. No, it's okay. But <laughs> no, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> but there was one time he went to a furry convention and somebody showed me this video. And the only thing that I took from it that still sticks with me is this one girl who was like a dog. Like she said, I am a dog and she would like be a dog. Right. And then she identifies as a dog. Right. No, but like she is one. Like she walks around on all fours. She kind of like has the ears and shit. She still is dressed like a human, but just some crazy makeup. But anyway, I remember first of all, he's like, Why did you start doing this? And or like how did you start? And she was just like, Well, I was just I like getting pets. And so one day I just stopped speaking for three days straight and ate out of the dog food bowl and people petted me and I walked around on all fours and Jesus it was great. Christ. But there was one point, yeah, I know. There was one thing that she said where it was like, if I'm a dog, and I, this is paraphrasing, if I'm a dog, I'm like, I feel like I'm rejecting what all these people are trying to put on me and what I'm supposed to be. So it's like, I'm just a dog. I'm here in society being a dog type of stuff. And uh-huh. I mean, it's a lot. There's wow. a lot no, that no, you have no, to no, sift no. through. I, I, but right there in that core, I was like, oh, yeah. that's something I can identify with. I'm trying to escape what society's telling me what I'm supposed to be. Now, for mm-hmm. me, it doesn't come in the shape of eating out of a dog bowl and not talking for three days. Uh, right. I feel but like that, that's I can like get a, that feeling. That's a lowering outside of society. You know, like you can break oh, societal like laws. But yeah, that's a deep... <laughs> Devolution, devolution. Well, that's yeah. only if you assume that other species are of a lesser status than other people, which wow. our society treats it like that, that. But if you believe that, we can. Because, I mean, I'll tell you right now, objectively, no. I mean, we, I think we're all just the same shit, like, objectively. But subjectively, I ain't saving a dog over a person. I'm not doing it. Unless I right. hate, I mean, unless it's like, yo, you should die. Well, which I'm is thinking objectively. Well, I'm not doing it in terms of like natural order and uh, no, who's I think top predator. Same. Top predator. Oh no no! Apex. I just mean in terms of I just mean in terms of like inherent value. I think we all have the same like. Oh yeah yeah line. no because it doesn't matter. Species, I'm saying in terms of dominance. And oh okay okay I see oh like they're being super submissive now. the pecking order yeah. I'm sure that's part of it. Like, I'm sure they're just people that are really into submissive things in life and sexual situations and shit like that. But then you add on this other part of, I guess, trying to escape the confines of society by barking. It's definitely a much more genuine answer than I expected. <laughs> I thought they would just be like, because I that's fucking wanted saying. to, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And it's like, maybe there were people that, and there was a lot, because this is guys kind of a comedy show normally. So there was a lot of just, 
yeah, like, let's fuck in a dog suit. Like, some shit like that, right? <laughs> but there is that core there where there's a real feeling that I feel like a lot of people could identify with. Mm-hmm. And maybe at least not relate in terms of how it manifests, but come to an understanding mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, that's not a weirdo. That's just somebody who interpreted or tried to address this thing bothering them a different way than I did. Right. I think that humanizes and shapes things a little more. Humanizes. Right? What a great word to use in this situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's oops. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it doesn't. Maybe that's what we need. Just like some hybrid shit. Like back to One Piece. We need a hybrid <laughs> zoan form. We just need some half animal, half person Dude. just walking around this shit. The, one of my one of my big disappointments with the latest One Piece arc. Oh which shit! I, Let's go. Honestly, I think it's the best arc. Wano, but yeah. It's Kaido's great. army, where it's just like, oh, I ate this, and now the bottom half of me is a is a hippo face. Oh, you're something. not a fan of these <laughs> wacky <laughs> drawings and shit. It, it's just like they hype this crew up forever. They're, it's just a freak show. Yeah, it is a freak show. For you know those who I mean? don't know, and I mean, this isn't spoiling, but right now the main antagonist is an army of people that are like half transformed into animals and shit. So yum, yum, yum. a lot of them have really weird designs and a lot of them can transform between their human and animal form and shit like that. So I feel you. I you feel like the giant lady who just has a big goofy looking spider. Black Maria, have you gotten to that part yet? Yeah. yeah, it's just. A, oh wait, I don't want to spoil. Is it? Is there? Yeah, it depends on how far you're going. I, I'm up to date with the anime, not the. Movie. Oh, they revealed Black shit. Maria's devil fruit. That's where I'm talking about. You know Black Maria, right? Do I? Oh, the tall girl. Don't push it. Don't push it. Don't flying push six. It. No, no, flying six. Flying six. The raid's about to start. You know the. No, flying no, six. no. I haven't. Whoa, I haven't met them yet. Just kidding. So you telling me you're talking about? You telling me One Piece's best arc is Luffy has to fight against a bunch of animorphs. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's a very, dumb, very dumbed-down version. But James, the arc before yes. he was friends with animorphs, oh, yes. or no, straight-up animals. So okay. it's no, no, it's it's fucking amazing because it's there's not also, the dumbest thing I've heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's we're just talking about anime. Like there's yeah. so many crazier things in anime. I'm sure we've all seen. But it's at the point where, like, in the point of the story where where they are contextually also feeds into all that lore shit we were just talking about, like, an important place. So it is a really gripping and important and fucking long arc of the story. But uh, every arc is great in One Piece. Like, you should read it, James, or watch it. Oh, I watched I one uh, one arc. It was the Halloween arc, the scary arc. What was it? The, it fucking uh, the Thriller Bark. Thriller Bark. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, that was good. It was, was but... I don't know. I just feel weird about jumping right into anime without context, even though I did that with Fast and Furious. I love its comedy. I love the comedy so much in One Piece. It's it's very yeah, uh, it's funny. That's true. It breaks it's the tension like slap so well. Sticky. Yes, that's it's such serious shit going on. But then they got a little bit of slapstick where it's like, oh yeah, that's right. This is an anime. Mm-hmm. But that is another interesting part of the compelling storytelling. I feel as invested in this as I did season four of Game of Thrones, but I'm also laughing at it as much as I did on Andrew Schultz's Netflix special. So that's a really cool combination of content that I can enjoy from a Japanese dude. Thanks, Oda. <laughs> yeah, and that, uh, back to what you said earlier, where it's like they they're working so long. It's I wonder how he develops. He must not be talking to other human beings on the outside world Whoa. so much. How do you develop such a great sense of humor when you're isolated like that? Oh, oh. That's if he's not absorbing other media too, if he's not watching other animes or watching wow. that, yeah. And, they must not have time to that's read crazy. I never other people's about works and all that. Maybe that's why it can be so wacky but still grounded because it's like I guess his imagination runs wild, but maybe he's just that grounded of a person. I don't know. Well, he's been well, writing this shit for 20 years. I think maybe it's he's so invested into who the characters are that it's almost like cracking jokes about your brother or your your 
your family right. members, like with your cousins or something. Like you could, you could crack oh. jokes about them. They crack jokes about you. So. It's so close. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, that's... I, I've talked about my content blending into my reality and then having blurred lines between them before. But with him, it just must be. He's literally been with some of these characters for 20 years. Like, I think more than half his life. Maybe almost half. That's pretty nuts. The, and Did he start this with the end in mind? That's what I wanted to ask. Because he has an end now planned. But did he start writing this with the I end in mind? I think so. That's, that's, that's nuts, the word on the dude. street. <laughs> that is that's nuts. why Yeah, that's why I mean where, like, the world isn't forming around... Where, like, Dragon Ball Z, and I like Dragon Ball Z, but yeah. it, I believe he wanted to end it after Frieza, mm-hmm. and then he wanted yeah. to end it after Cell, yeah. so he keeps making shit up on the fly, which is impressive that you can just <laughs> make those <laughs> That's true. things that people still talk about uh, Cell the arc was cool. Yeah. The and cell he's arc still was cool. doing it. That's, I mean, that's, that's my favorite. Wild. He's still doing it. Yeah. The Broly movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, but Super sucks. I, pre- I pretend Super does. Super sucks, Have, have y'all seen Dragon Ball Super Broly? The movie that I came out? That. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. I'm not going to lie. Oh, like, that's it's cool. Good. That I wish really I saw that in the theater. That one's really good. Because it did exactly what a Dragon Ball Z movie needs to do. Just straight fighting. Right. Straight to the exactly, action. Yeah. I actually find it hard to watch anime movies or like movies of anime that I'm super invested in. And I think it goes back to this long-term um, like conflict resolution, time, things building. Like Especially One Piece. I tried to watch a couple One Piece video, or, or movies. I've tried to watch a few Naruto movies. But I'm like... It's yeah. this is too quick problem then it it's gets filler. resolved. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, it doesn't matter what the real in the Naruto ones, it was just a new Rasengan came out every time. Oh like, my god. Moon Rasengan. Jesus Christ. This is Rainbow, Rainbow Rasengan. Rasengan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking sideways Rasengan. What? Bro, a destructo disc? What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. Made the... go, go, go. That, that's what made the Demon Slayer movie. Which I, I haven't seen that, but James go. said it was great. Yeah, that's what made that cool was because it was it was not filler. It was a part of the story. That was they canon. Ar- yeah, it was canon. It's yeah. canon. It's pretty yeah, much that's and you leave sick. The, you leave the theater very like emotionally impacted. That's all I'm gonna say. Most wow. of the movie, I was like, here's all I'll say, and it, it's definitely your conflict. the The story arc is just sort of typical anime it's movie too fast, until the too end. Contained. It, it, yeah, and it's like, all right, I, I was like, this is like a six out of ten, and right. then at the end, I was like. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the end is like a nine out of ten or something. You have to bump. That's a big jump. I won't well, get into. Have really I won't good get arcs. into anything else about each it. of the characters mm. have really good arcs. It's it looks like if you watched back to back episodes of the anime, because that's how that's uh, exactly what it was. It was originally you be binged that. four episodes basically. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's yeah. sick. See that I love. Okay, I need to go see it. I haven't really been into the any of the new ones either. Well, I, maybe you have, uh, Gabe, but I haven't been really into. Any new manga? It's just keeping up with One Piece and watching Naruto videos of of an anime that's been over for years. Which I was thinking about that about my guys that make Naruto videos. Still, I'm like, <laughs> there's such a there's such a definite amount of things you can comment on. Like the story's over. Yeah. I guess Boruto, but none of all of them say they fucking hate it. So if you're <laughs> never gonna touch that, if you're never gonna touch that, there's very limited content you're dealing with. What's mm-hmm. gonna happen to your job in two years when you've actually talked about every part of this story? Make some shit up about it. I don't know. Make make fan comics. Wow, fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan fiction. That was something I was just wondering. I mean, totally different, but uh, (laughs) not related to what we were talking about at all. But when we were talking about Oda writing the story of One Piece and just having the end in mind, I wonder how many things in the middle he added on as he went. Oh, for sure. That's what I want to know. Like, he must have had signposts, but how many things that ended up being key or integral to the story came later came as he was going through the process 
definitely like you know Sabo, like the character Whoa. of Sabo is definitely something that was not written from the jump. You know, like when I he feel comes like back, he kinda, yeah, yeah. He must have threw him in there, you know. Mm. Yes, because that I, I I don't know if I want him to say. Maybe at the end of the story, I want him to like have a tell all about the whole process of being with, which I'm sure he will. He's gonna have documentaries, but he's gonna have a statue. Yeah, we'll see, like, man. They don't. I feel like they don't talk much. No, that's uh, true. They do interviews about their shit, and even that's not that often. And then yeah. otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's because he's busy writing it. <laughs> yeah, well, right. that's what, when he's done, who knows? He might be yeah. ready to blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> apparently he's a funny fucking guy. Every, all of the people that work with him and like all that shit say he, which goes back to your point, how does he have such a good sense of humor if he has to write this story all the time? But um, fuck, what was I just saying before that? Somebody help. Uh, uh, the bullet points You lost me like too on this one. He, he must have not have had it all planned out. Oh, yes, yes. Or did he or yes, did he not? Yes, yeah. Good job. Good I'm, job. There you go. Yeah, that's good, bro. We need an official like stenographer <laughs> on this t- podcast. I'm paying attention. I appreciate it because I'm not. It's I myself. I'm paying attention to you. Lie. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. When we talk, I'm not paying attention to myself anymore. So it's me and James. I'm focusing on what he's saying, but I'm just going. But we got to guess, so that's good. But anyway, that was to say, because that, imagine finding out the most pivotal moment of the story, like just kind of was a whim thought, or not even whim, but had to... It just, to me, would highlight not only content really blooms as it's being created, not by being planned beforehand, but so does life. As you're living it is when you define these things for yourself. It doesn't have to be, it's set in stone from beforehand. So at the end of One Piece, that's something I want to know. That'll be quite the day when it ends. Yeah. It will be. I'll be sad. 20 years. That, yeah, it will be like, there'll be no more like, what is it? What, what is it? Oh, like, what is the, the one piece? All the lore will be in the back, you know? It'll be in the backdrop. It yeah. will be something we're looking forward to. They're already talking about Two Piece as the sequel. I'm like, nope. Uh, that's nope. A that's li- a terrible uh, name. That's the worst name, name I've ever uh, heard. Well, Two Piece. <laughs> it's not worse than Boruto. Like, that's yeah, also that's that's true. too close to Naruto. I'm like, son, come on, bro. You could have done something different. I guess it makes sense because Japanese names, like, you know, they always do that shit where they're similar father to the son, at least in anime. I don't know about real life Japanese people. Don't kill me if it's not true. But (laughs) anime tropes. Are the real anime fans? What are they going to do? Swim? Fly? Oh, well, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not good. (laughs) 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 Got to cut that. Got to cut that. Uh, I was wondering. I was like, is he going to cut that? (laughs) Maybe.